Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I am sitting right here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I've got a big honey bun sitting in front of me, and i got a tall cafe latte ready to go. You know that's um, my nickname. You're honey tall bun. or honey bun? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you are a tall guy. You know, former football rock star. you got to have a little bit of height to do that. I totally actually got to look. The, well, you're a coach, too. you, you got to look the, the part. Uh, folks, this is Tom Dorian. Oh, yes. Man. Hello. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you got to be a tall coach. You got to look down. Right, exactly. Right? But you don't want exactly. your kids to call you Honey Bun. Either. No, you don't. No, because no. you're going to lose all respect. No, that's a joke. Please, nobody call me that. So by the way. I have great respect for you. Thank you. Uh, and one of the things I respect you about well. you, Tom, is your your parenting skills. Really? Thank you so much. Yeah, you're. You know, what a compliment. How many kids you got? Thirty. Uh, to, I've got many? five, and I know people five. like you look at me like, whatever. That's right, I've got nine. So. I know, so, but I you know, a compliment feel... like that coming from a guy with nine, that's big. <laughs> I don't feel superior. Annie homeschools, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, no, I that's don't. That's tough. I'm, just, I'm the principal. I My wife is a teacher. <laughs> Delegate. <laughs> yes, exactly right. So here's the deal. So we're going to talk about God parenting. God bless Bess. You know, this, i got to tell you, this is a tough time. You know this as well as anybody else, right? Yes. You and I talk about this all the time. This is a tough time to raise kids. I it's, don't think anyone it's tough on everybody. It's yeah. tough on parents, but it's also tough on kids. Yeah, but you know, we got you, you think about the future, right? And, and yeah. you think I think about the way things were when I grew up. Yeah, and I think about the things right now that have changed that I can't let my kids do anymore. Oh yeah, the, the kind of schools I will, I don't want my kids to go to, the kind of people I don't want my kids to hang out with, the the, the kind of I can't. You know, remember we used to stay out all night and or, or, or late. We'd stay out late till the till the dinner till bell the rang. Whatever. Well, no, you stayed out till the lights. Till the came lights on. came on, right. right? And but you might be hanging out at the park. Oh yeah, anywhere. You might be, you might have right. you might have rode your bike down to the the, the, the quick stop to get yeah. bubble gum or whatever. And exactly. we didn't buy baseball cards. And those were times of innocence. We did a lot of that stuff. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, you get it. The world's changing. It, it it's a tough changed. thing. And you know, and I'm not a big fan of statistics because you know you can bend those things any way you want. But oh, yeah. I do. I do want to look at trends. I do want to. I, okay. I do make comparisons, like between the way it was and the way it is. Okay. Right. And there's some some really disturbing trends that are out there that I, I want to start off with and, and get people to kind of clue into and say like, well, wait a second, yeah, I'm kind of noticing that too. Um, and so first is like right now, kids are less likely to have two parents in the household, right? Because of because of divorce, divorce, um, and also because of lack of marriage. Right. Right. There. The, you know, the, the number of uh, single yeah. parent births. It's, it's rising. Is is rising. Right. Right. And in some communities, it's 60 or 70 percent of births are out of wedlock or to a single mom. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a lot, it's like this is very it's, it's way more now than it ever was. Oh, yeah. Kids are more likely to be in daycare. Yeah. Right. And you know where others are raising them, and, and the and the point I make there is I understand the economy. I under, I understand the situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, when we when I we had our first child, my wife and I had that conversation. Like, well, do we want? Do you want to keep working? Or how how do we want to do this? Now we we chose, uh, and and she was the big proponent of this. Mm-hmm. You know what? I want to be home with the with the kids. Right. Um. And and if you're able to, you know, when you start out young, you oh, can yeah. make those decisions. 
And I know right now, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have to have multiple jobs. Oh, yeah. And both spouses have to be working. And, and I understand that. Right. But it's a disturbing trend because you look right. at it and you go, well, who's raising the kids? Where are the kids spending their time? They're in school or they're in daycare. Right. Right. And you get them for a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours at night. Is, yeah. You know, you start thinking, well, there might be some problems with that. And then, of course, um, so kids are doing worse in school. Right. Yeah. Grades are going down. They're having to dumb down tests and standards and and to, you know, and if you think about it, and I'm not just talking about compared to other cultures and other, because it's it's a, it's a universal problem. Yeah. Right. And you, you just ask. I mean, how many times have we seen the you know the jaywalking on the uh, Jay Leno show? Right. Exactly. You know, where you think, how can people be so dumb? Oh man, it's bad. Right. And I, and I'm not saying that kids are dumb. I'm just saying that basic things that we learned when we were kids, Tom. Right, right. Which was not so long ago. I want to remind people, we're not that old. It was only 10 to 10 years but we, ago. We, we knew who the president, <laughs> we knew who the vice president was. We knew we right. knew how government operated. We knew basic geography. We knew the, the names of the states and their capitals. And we knew this information, and we were able to sort of get a, a world view, right, and see right. ourselves in, in, a, in the context of the world. And it's just not the case anymore. I agree. Right? And so... Um, then also, you know, also along with that, kids know less about history. Oh, yeah. Kids have no idea what happened just 50 years ago. Right. A hundred years ago. There, there may be some basic things, but if you if you ask somebody what we're celebrating, you know, w- on uh, what, what happened in, on 1776. Right. You'll get all kinds of answers. Yeah. And, and hence the jaywalking and things like that. And you're thinking, well, how did we get to this place? Yeah. Right. And then, of course... Um, kids rely more on technology now than they ever did. They do. Technology is a wonderful thing. It's a tremendous blessing. It's a tremendous gift when used wisely. But it's something that now kids totally rely on. You remember when we grew up, we had like an Encyclopedia Britannica. You remember oh, that? yeah. And we had to go. When we did a report, we'd have to go. My to mom used to sell that. Did she? Oh, yeah. She was the one. World Book Encyclopedia. There you go. World she Book. Was the one. And then Encyclopedia Britannica. These were like these 20-something volume sets. She was great at it, too, by the way. Right. And they would sell for back then. You used to be on a payment plan. They were thousands oh, yeah. of dollars yeah. to buy these things. There's an investment. And, and you know, and kids would have to go. and do, If I did a report, I'd have to go and I'd have oh, to yeah. look something up. Yeah. And then I'd have to quote it and reference yep. it and footnotes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, now we Google it. You're right. Wikipedia. You're right. Right? And we find everything we need there, and it's actually caused people to be lazy. Yeah. Right? Because it's, it's easy to do it with your, you know, your, your right thumb. Do, 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 do. Exactly. And you can find all kinds of information. Well, to some degree, that's great because the world is at our fingertips. And, right. And, and I, that part I appreciate. Yeah, it is a great tool. The problem is what it's, what it's, the effect it's having, kids lack interpersonal communication skills more yeah. than ever before. Yeah. We don't talk to each other. Yeah. How many times <laughs> have we seen... Where, you know, you go to a dinner and you see this entire family sitting there. Oh, and all their heads are down? Oh, they're all looking at their phones. <laughs> you know, or maybe mom has an iPad, you know, and then everybody else got a, whatever. But the whole point is they're I'm all laughing. Doing, it's not funny, but it's, it's... Well, it's very sad. It and is. And I wonder if they're texting each other, you know. <laughs> it and they could just, be. <laughs> probably not. They're most likely... Now, I, my kids caught me on this, by the way. Best, Uh-oh. My wife and I are sitting there and we both had our phones out. We were looking down at them. And she's... They're like... Ooh, caught you. Because, see, I, ca- I catch him. Like, oh, look what you're doing. I said, yeah, look what I'm doing. I turned. It's that words with friends. I was actually playing my wife in, in that Scrabble game, you know, <laughs> words with friends. So I was actually communicating and, and playing a game with her, right. like having a board game in front of us, but it was an electronic board. So no, I but said, that's a good uh-huh. point they made. You know, here you're not engaged. You that's know? right. You're not personally, but physically engaged. But I was engaged. personally engaged because it was different. But, but with the people around you in that example, that was their point. 
Exactly right. Yeah. Those and that's your point about looking across the room and seeing somebody, a family with all their heads down. All right, no, why, why do right. you go out to dinner? You, exactly. You know, just... Uh, yeah, you you're know, missing the point. Right, exactly right. So here we are. Now, n- another thing that disturbing trend is obviously kids are learning about sex way earlier than they ever did before. They are. I mean, the, the, all the statistics are just very alarming yeah. when kids, not only uh, when they learn about it, but, but at the age in which they start to participate in certain acts yeah. are happening way, way younger. And a lot of this is the technology. I'm not, And I'm not like an anti-technology guy. I've got my, you know, I've got my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have an iPad. We have video games. We have things in our house that normal people have. Right. We're going to talk about all that stuff as we get into more of this. Okay. So here's some other disturbing trends. Kids are less likely to marry. Okay. Right? See, the divorce rate, we think, hey, divorce rate's fine. We, we're stuck at 50. Right. Everything's good. See, we're hanging on to that. We're, Isn't that we're, sad that we think 50's good? Well, but the point is yeah. it hasn't gotten worse. Right. Divorce, but technically... It has because you know, nobody's not as many folks are getting married. That's exactly right. People right. are less likely to get married as yeah. kids. They don't want to. They don't want to commit. They don't want to do all this stuff. Why? Right. The little piece of paper. I don't need that. I love you, honey. Trust right. me. Right. You know. So, and then of course, that also leads to more out of wedlock births. Right. Than ever before, and and in a, in essence, what really is going on here is, is kids are growing up way faster. Yep. They're they're growing up way less smart. Mm-hmm. Way less able to communicate, mm-hmm. right, and way more dependent on things, on de- on technology, yep. right. And so, this is a, a disturbing thing. And so, the, the, there's only one way to fix this. Now, a lot of people might think that we're going to have to rely on, you know, a government or some <laughs> institution, right, to fix that. I mean, literally, don't you think that people look to places like this, you know, to schools and say, well, schools are going to have to oh, teach yeah. our kids to do this, yeah. You know, institutions are going to fix all this stuff. Yeah, which is sickening. Well, we've been preaching about it in churches for years, right? Yep. But that's not fixing it. No, it's not. Really, the the the, the only way that can be that can fix this, that can address this directly, is through parenting. Yeah, families. When it comes down to it, it's your it's your parental responsibility to fix the world. And a lot of people think, "Well, wait a second. Yeah. But you know, the way you do that is you start with your family. Yeah. And you do what I call purposeful parenting. And we're going to talk about that. What is purposeful parenting? I can give you sort of a nutshell view here, but essentially it's some basic concepts. You know, in purposeful parenting, obviously the purposeful is important. Mm -hmm. You're doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like you're meaning to do this. It's not like an accident. Mm -hmm. Right? So first concept is don't let others raise your child. Right. That's your job. Oh, yeah. You raise your child. You can get advice from others. You can find out what experts think. You can process all information. But what a lot of people don't realize is that God gave you every single skill, every blessing, every charism, every amount of love and mercy and forgiveness and strength and courage. He gave to you and continues to give sacramentally to you as a parent. You have it. You don't need any uh, government or institution to tell you how to raise your child. Now, you can certainly utilize expertise. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially when you have might have problems that arise. Oh, yeah. But you have to remember the most important thing is you know your kids best. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the, it, comes, it comes right to you. Oh, yeah. It's your responsibility. Also, be proactive, not reactive. Right. That's the purposeful part. Yeah. You, you've, got, you've got to be ahead of the game. Yeah. Right? Don't just keep constantly reacting to crises. You know, be proactive and avoid the crises to begin with. And, of course, keep that big picture in mind. I love you. 
Absolutely. This is all be, you're doing this stuff because you love your kids. You want the best for them, not because you don't want to be embarrassed, right. not because you want to grow up enough kids to be to, to raise them to work the farm. Right. Right. You're doing this because you love them, because yep. the, your gift of yourself to your child is the greatest gift that you can give. And of course, that last thing is uh, of purposeful parenting that in the general sense is to set the example, to set the standard. Yeah. Right. You, you can't just tell people kids to do things they're going to watch you they're going to be just like you oh yeah they're going to do what you do yeah so these are the basic things in in purposeful parenting but we're going to go through and have some detailed look at what we do as parents how to be purposeful parents when we come back right after this i'm bester zimski and this is another great moment in church history St. Irenaeus was a bishop in the late 2nd century. He was one of the earliest church fathers whose many extant writings bear witness to the apostolic nature and authority of the Roman Catholic Church. Because of his relationship and proximity to those that were actually taught by the apostles themselves, being a disciple of Polycarp who studied under the Apostle John, St. Irenaeus was known as an apostolic father. For this reason, his writings are treasured by the church and still provide great insight into the development and promulgation of the doctrines of the then-fledgling but flourishing Church of Rome, the church founded by Christ himself. One of his greatest theological writings was a five-volume work entitled Against Heresies on the Detection and Refutation of the Knowledge Falsely So-Called. In this great work, St. Irenaeus espouses many of the doctrines that have defined the Catholic Church for all of its 2,000 years. On the authority of the Catholic Church, he said, The tradition derived from the apostles of the very great, the very ancient, and the universally known Church, founded and organized at Rome by the two most glorious apostles, Peter and Paul, as also the faith preached to men which comes down to our time by means of the succession of the bishops. For it is a matter of necessity that every church should agree with this church on account of its preeminent authority. On sacred tradition, he said, The apostles, like a rich man depositing his money in a bank, lodged in the church's hands most copiously all things pertaining to the truth, so that every man, whosoever will, can draw from her the water of life. He also spoke of the Catholic understanding of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. St. Irenaeus tells us, Jesus has declared the cup, a part of his creation, to be his own blood from which he causes our blood to flow, and the bread, a part of creation, he has established as his own body from which he gives increase to our bodies. The writings of St. Irenaeus have indeed served the Church well as a genuine reflection of the truth of her teachings and a witness to the development of our understanding of God's revelation. To this very day, he is widely read by those wishing to immerse themselves in the living history of Christianity. The exact nature and date of St. Irenaeus's death is unknown, but his impact on the early Church was invaluable and unmistakable. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we are back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I do want to remind folks at home we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. So we're talking about purposeful parenting. I'm sitting here talking to another parent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, between us, we have uh, 14 children. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And so we think about parenting a lot. We do. <laughs> Maybe we do things and we don't necessarily think about it a lot. But I have thought about it a lot lately, and I actually kind of put some notes together what I thought it took to be a purposeful parent. Good stuff. And since we're all into alliteration with the P's, yeah, that's we're going to stick with the P's. Okay, go for right? it. So here are the things that I think that you need to do to be a purposeful parent, especially the things that address the world today. First is you need to be a praying parent. Oh, yeah. See, I start there because I think about the times as a young man, as a young parent, I didn't pray a lot, not nearly as much as I needed to, other than in times of desperation, maybe. Right. You know, or I was praying that that idiot in front of me would get out of the way so I could get going faster down the road. Right. Right. And I, but the, the more important thing is, as my kids were very young, I don't know if they saw me pray. Yeah. And so as a praying parent, not only do you actually need to pray and realize the power of prayer, the efficacy of prayer, right, but you need to let your kids see you pray. Oh, yeah. One of the things that, that that we always did, you know, as we started to develop our prayer life, my wife and I, we would do things like when we were at Mass, we would go to Mass and we'd spend all this time at Mass, and then at the end of Mass, the kids would be ready to go and get the donuts, yeah. right? But they'd have to trip over us because what we do? We got back down on our knees, we and we were praying in Thanksgiving of the Thanksgiving of the Eucharist, yep. right? We're so thank, thank you, God. Help me as a parent. Help me in my day, my week. You know, and this is an opportunity at Mass. So we started doing that so the kids would see that. Well, lo and behold, now we have kids every once in a while, not every time, but they'll do that. Oh, yeah. Kids do what you do. Remember those those general principles? Be oh, the, they, do, the they standard, do see it. Right? They see it. I see that. I saw that first with my mom. Right. Same thing. My mom's a prayer warrior, and uh, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So let them see you pray. But then also pray for them. I mean, think about St. Yep. Monica. There would be no St. Augustine. Oh, yeah. You're if right. there wasn't a St. Monica you're praying right. for him. She and was so, relentless. Yeah, we need to we need to remember just how powerful. So we pray, you know, for our kids, but then also pray with our kids. Right. And people are like, oh, that's kind of, you know, the guys are out there going, oh, Lord, here it goes. <laughs> you know, start small. You know what? Pray in our Father, Hail Mary, and glory be with your child. Right. You know, pray before they go to school. Ask them if they want to pray. It's amazing when they're little, they yeah. want to pray. Well, plus a lot of them are learning new prayers. You know, and you can learn from them. Exactly. They're learning new prayers, and they want to teach learn you. Learn together. Right. And so it is, it's amazing when, you know, if you're too embarrassed to pray with your child. Yeah. Let your child pray with you. It's oh, yeah. going to humble you. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just beautiful. So be a prayerful parent. So here's another one. Now, this one is not going to be popular with a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. with the kids. Mm-hmm. Be a prying parent so i said be a praying parent but now take that a out i want you to be a prying parent right and people think well wait a second isn't that kind of a negative thing no oh, no no it's, it's necessary it's a necessary thing here's the deal trust but you, verify well you know what you you, you <laughs> remember that the general principle you're doing this out of love absolutely and protection That's the key. you love your kids yep. right but you've got to ask questions right you've got to be attentive right you've got to do things like check the history on the computer Right. You've got to look at that, and you've got to let them know you're looking at it. Right. By the way, son, did you know that I can look and see everywhere you've been? And then they get smart, and then a couple of weeks later say, by the way, son, I noticed that the computer, the, 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 history, the history was empty. 
<laughs> Usually there's a month's worth on it's there. Not but funny. Well, you know what? The reality is kids have to learn these things. Right. But you have to be aware. You, and the number of times people come and say, well, you know, I, I thought everything was fine. I, I thought everything was do- going well. Then all of a sudden this happens. It's like right. there are signs. Kids right. are giving us signs left and right, and we need to be aware. We need to pry. We need to ask questions. Yeah. Find out where they're going. Find out who they're going to hang out with. And you know your kids are going to try to snook you every once in a while? Oh, yeah. Catch them in the act. It's okay. That's your job. Right. Your job is not to be their best buddy. Right. Your job is to love them till it hurts you. Right. You, you, are, you are sacrificing yourself for them. You would give your life for them. And you would do any, anything for them. Yeah. And you would embarrass yourself in front of their friends, embarrass them in front of the, their friends. Right. Right. And the whole point of that is just like, look, dude, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. Right. I love you beyond all love. Right. I would do anything for you. And you need to know that. Yeah. And then you can also have those friendly times. Right. That's part of that natural, healthy relationship. But you need to pry. You need yeah. to ask questions. Be, be attentive. Let them know that you know what they're thinking. Right. Because you were there before. They need to know that you know. That's exactly right. And then also, they need to know that you love them. You know, it's right. all part of that. Right. So, and then also, th- this other, another concept, you know, let's stay with the, the alliteration of the Here we go. Be a practical parent. Right. To be a practical parent is, you know, you're practicing. Right. You're, you're doing it. Right. So you do things. You're not sitting on the sidelines thinking, well, we might have a problem here. Right. You know, and let's assess this. Let's think about this. And right. You know what? Maybe it'll go away if we don't talk about it. Right. That's the biggest mistake most parents, biggest mistake I ever made as a parent was to ignore warning signs. I was prying, and then I would find out what I didn't want to find out, and then I did nothing. Ooh, bad. Yeah, that is bad. Bad move, because what do the kids say? Hey, <laughs> they don't care. Exactly. Right. You need to be a practicing, a practical parent. Right. You need to not avoid the elephant in the room. Right. Right? What did Jesus say about, you know, if your eyes give you trouble, pluck it out. Exactly. You need to find out what the problem is and erase the problem. That's your job. Right. Right? You're the lineman. You, now, Tom, you're a football guy. Love that stuff. You are Great gonna, analogy. You are going to clear the, the, the road. You're clear gonna, a hole. You're going to make a hole yep. so dude can deliver the, the pumpkin. Exactly. Right? And that's, that's the whole point as a, as a parent. You're right. clearing the hole. Right. Right? You're getting rid of the problem. Exactly. Now, this may be painful, and kids won't like this. Right. But, you know, we talked about technology, right? What You know, kids are falling into temptation, right? Kids are growing up too fast. They're disconnected. At the heart of that is a misuse of technology. And, again, yeah. I want to stress, technology is bad. It's not bad. It's a beautiful gift. Right. Right? But it has to be tempered. It has to be done in a way. It has to be limited. Yeah. Right? It has to be controlled. Right. So if there's a problem with technology, you need to get rid of it. Move the computer down to the main room next to the TV where everybody hangs out next to the big couch, and that's where the computer is. And that is where the computer with the Internet access right. is. Right. Internet access is great because, like I said, it's replaced, replaced the Encyclopedia Britannica or right. World Book Encyclopedia, right? Right. right? You need to have this computer there with Internet access. Right. But you need to put it in a place where everything's out in the open. Right. When you start getting into places where, like, it's in it's in the uh, the child's room, and the door can be closed, right? Problem, <laughs> right? Issue, you know. And so that's something that we need to address. And you know what? You may not be well loved when that happens, right? But then also, oh, what about the the cell phones? We yeah. had that that example of people sitting around a table, yeah, not talking to each other, yeah. You know, my kids know what happens. And if they were sitting here, I'd say, you know, son, what happens when I catch you with your cell phone at dinner? Confiscated. Bye. <laughs> you know, and again, 
I have no problem doing it. You're so mean. No, I'm in, I'm, I love them. I, <laughs> I want know. them to learn how to have interpersonal skills, right? I know. And I know it seems like I'm mean. And no, they, they I'm, think that, I'm, I know you're not. You, I'm, you I'm do with the same you. thing. I'm with you. But I'm, you I'm, I'm echoing what's he, what people are saying out there right well, now. Well, the other thing is we're He's given, a mean deacon. We are giving cell phones to kids who don't need to have cell phones. And, and this is my personal yeah. opinion. And you may think you're out there listening going, this guy's making a lot of sense. Oh, no, he's not. He's an idiot now. <laughs> right? Because we give kids cell phones, oh, it's for their safety. You know, well, right. what happens if they're stranded, if they need to ride home from whatever, they're at school, they can call. It's very convenient. Yeah, that's all great. But yeah. when a 10-year-old has a phone that has Internet access, what do you think that 10-year-old's going to do when he's sitting there waiting on his ride? Oh, yeah, he's getting into stuff he doesn't need to be getting into. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is why you go back to those statistics. Kids are, are, are investigating things they shouldn't be investigating way too early in life. Yeah, yeah. Right? You want to eliminate the problem of things like sexting and things like that? Yeah. Well, take the cell phones away. Right. It, it, it goes away with that. And, again, you're not going to be popular. Right. You know, or, or use cell phones at a certain time. Yeah. Right? Only, oh, you can only use it, or here's the cell phone. I'll let you have it as you take it on your journey. And then you build a system of trust. Yeah. Now, in our family, when a kid, and, and with my nine kids, trust me, it's happened every single time, they start going, Dad, you know what year this is? Yeah, you're going to be 16, son. You know what that means, Dad? Yeah, you're going to get a cell phone. There you go. We give them a cell phone at 16. We, they, they build their trust. Right. And, and that first year, it's tough on them. Yeah, I, I, it's like I'm checking histories, son. Don't come back. Don't, don't come here with a blank history on here. Right. I need to see where you've been. Yeah. So all these things are important for people uh, as parents to realize that you know you're the king. You're training them up. You, you got to, and you're doing it again because you love them, not because you right. don't trust them. Right. It's because you were there once before right. in your own life. So it's that's that's all part of being a, a practical parent, right? Yep. Yep. So the next alliteration: be a positive parent. Absolutely. Again, this is all about thing. it's all about love. Right. Right. You are building your child up. You're not tearing them down. Right. The, you're not punishing them. Right. You might need to use punishment as part of this building up. Yeah. But you tear it down so you can rebuild it. But but the, the point is keep that that attitude of one of the constantly of love. Right. Son, you know, it's you know what we used to call it it's a bad name, but we used to call it a certain kind of sandwich. Right? When we would in the corporate world. Oh yeah. You know, uh, and so you would start if you were getting ready to be admonished, right? You know, it's like, you know, Bob, come in here, Bob. You know, you're doing a great job for us. We really like it, but Bob, here's a big major problem. You just blew this whole thing, and we're really upset about this. But Bob, uh, you know, I hope things are going well for you, and let me know. You know, so you do this positive thing in the front and positive in the back, and you put all the crap in the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the point is, you need to wrap everything. That was well you played, do. by the way. That's right. You do. You you do everything. Right, you wrap everything with your child in love. Right. So if you are admonishing, right, they understand it's because you love them and care for them, and you right. would do anything for them, and you yep. don't want them to go astray. That being a positive parent, I mean, when you punish, you punish in love, and you let them right. know. Right. When you reprimand, you reprimand in love. Absolutely, it's always building up, not tearing down. Love, love, love. That's yeah. the most important yeah. part of being a positive parent. And so then, this last one I want to mention is be a permanent parent. Right, you're always their parent. Yeah. I don't care if they're gone. You're always their parent. It's the truth, isn't it? These are the things to be a purposeful parent. You need to end that in prayer. Name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many gifts you've given us. In a special way, we ask you to bless all parents, past, present, and future parents. Give parents the strength, the patience, the faith, and the love they need to answer the calling you've set before them. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table. 